Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is December 17th. The time is about 3.30 p.m. We've been conducting Zoom and conference calls for the past 10 years. If you have any questions, raise your hand. Make sure my team knows that you're the first time comer if you are. Raj. Raj. Hi. Uh, can I ask my question? Hello? Raj, keep loud. Yeah, uh, actually, I have a question. My question is, uh, uh, I'm on H-1B, which is valid till 2025. And I filed for the 485 last year. And I got my EAD and uh, AP. Um, and uh, my priority date is 2013, so, sorry, 14. So it looks like my dates, uh, final action dates are not going to be there for so many years. So I'm thinking about another option. My daughter is like uh, becoming 21 years in the in 2025, in three years. So so he, she's a US citizen. So uh, I will be able to- Whoa, 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 wait. You, your daughter is US citizen. Yeah. And she is okay. becoming 21 years in 2025. So mm-hmm. at that time, I'll be able to uh, use that family-based option, right? Of course. So I'm wondering, for now, do, do you think it's best, best to stay on the H-1B or move on to the EAD if I want to utilize that um, family-based option in 2025? Hmm. I would recommend to stay on H1B. Okay, H1B? Okay. That's what I was, thank you. Yeah, I normally say it, otherwise you know me. Yeah, I know. I I, yeah. I, I know it's a difficult thing, so I, that's why I brought yeah. it to you. Thank you, sir. Just stay Thanks on H1B me. because the flexibility will be much open, okay. much different, okay? There are some exceptions. You can go through those hard times and pay money for us. But mm-hmm. if you maintain H1B, that'll be much better. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. That's yeah. all my questions, sir. Thank you. Anand? Yeah. Hi. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely, Anand. Okay. Uh, so I have, uh, I've, just like the previous gentleman, I'm on H1B. I also received my EAD. Uh, with my uh, EB3 application, it's not current. Uh, I am looking, considering a job offer uh, that uh, has a title change. So you got your I-140 approved? Yes. 
Okay. And I have an EAD as well. Um, and so I'm looking at a job change. I'm looking at an offer. Uh, my title is going to change from a software engineer to an engineering manager at this new company. What and engineer. Previously, you were what? Software guy? Yes, software engineer. And right now, oh, it's the same thing. We just keep on telling this. It's the same software thing. It's the same yeah. profession. Yeah, so my understanding okay. is that uh, the portability application should go through fine. Mm -hmm. um, my my question is, uh, I just want to understand the risks of uh, uh, this getting rejected uh, because I am. Uh, I just want to know if, um, in case the portability application gets rejected, will I have the option to go back on H one B right away? Uh, and two, there's only one time the portability option ever got rejected in my life. I mean, I mean, fortunately to all you guys, I mean, to Anand and to all the people, you know, that is my experience, is that only one time I was caught in a storm where the guy was working in a restaurant manager, he applied for liquor license, got rejected. So absolutely, I had never had any other experience. And the best experience that I have is with you guys. Okay. So the risk is pretty much zero is what you're saying. Zero, zero point one. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it is in the same profession though. If you become a lawyer like me, you'll be rejected. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the glad. Next person. Yeah. Hey Rahul, this is Raghu. Uh, so Rahul, I'm planning to submit my uh, medicals uh, using Interfile, right? So because I did not receive any RFE yet and my priority date is already current, my date is October 2010. So I did not get the uh, RFE for medicals yet. So I can file interfile my medicals, correct? You can. And guess what? 99.9% .9 of the people who interfile, their application went through straight. And after you interfile, wait for four weeks, do something called FOIA UICS. Okay. You will see your file there. Okay. F -O Are you writing down? Yes, yes, correct. Thank you. F O I A U S E S. Okay. And uh, so, Rahul, you suggest I go through attorney, I can do it myself, this interfile. Uh, you don't need an attorney. So, I have uh, like, I have, we have like family of four, right? So, I need to submit the case separately for each, or I can send one packet to one package, one package. All four of us. And you have the guidances, right? You have my link there. Yes, I got it from, yeah, I got it from. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You can do that. And one last question is, in the, in the, in the forums, I see that there is something called barcode on the covering letter or something. I don't know. I didn't understand what is that actually. You Any... don't understand it? I don't understand it either. Next person, please. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Upper. Hi, hi, Rahul. 
Alok here. Hi Rahul, so I recently moved to the US from India and I came on H1B and a company has asked... Where are you from? Uh, I'm from UP, Jhansi. I don't like UP people. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but the namesake I won in UP, but I have uh, studied in... No, my, my wife is from the same place. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that's great. Oh, thank you. So I, I came on H1B and my employer asked me to sign a relocation bond, uh, bond. If I leave the organization within one year, then I need to pay 20K. That is a ballad. Wow. So please help me. One thing is that I'm an immigration lawyer. I'm not a contract lawyer. Mm -hmm. One thing is for sure, if you go to immigration, they will just trash it out. And if mm -hmm. they sue you in the state court, I'm not going to defend you on that. I'm just an immigration lawyer, okay? Mm -hmm. So I need to contact on the contract lawyer. There you go. Yeah, and the next question is, uh, am I... Uh, they, you, they will fall down, but I cannot officially tell you that. Okay. Then in end of the day, I need to pay that on DK if I leave the organization within one year. I didn't say that. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, there are too many things called WH4. I just mm -hmm. want you to Google WH4. Mm -hmm. Okay. DOL WH4. Google it. Yeah. Okay. DOL WH4. Okay. Okay. But anyway, I'm not a contracts lawyer. Oh, okay. Thank Next person, uh, I have another question, and uh, mm -hmm. my work location is uh, North Carolina. I'm sorry, location my is work, North Carolina. means like I-29, but I am staying in the uh, Florida, and uh, they are in my uh, in my uh, payslip. They are not uh, charging for the means like a state tax for the NC. So, is there any problem? I think Rahul. Hi, Rahul, can you hear me? Rahul, can you hear me? Uh, no, but we are just checking. Give me a minute. Yeah. I think he's disconnected. Yeah, well, like the person spoke, speaking is Alok. Uh, I haven't spoken yet. Okay, Alok. Hello, Rahul. Sorry, Alok. Anytime I get to my relatives, that problem happens. Okay, good. Yes, that, that's okay, Rahul. So actually, uh, I'm my work location is NC North Carolina, and I mm -hmm. stay in the Florida. And I see the payslip. The company is not applying for the you can say state tax for the North Carolina, and Florida wait, is having zero tax. Wait, wait, wait. So your work location is in North Carolina or Florida? Yes. And no, not North Carolina, NC. And where is your butt sitting at? Uh, Florida. You cannot. You're on H1B? Yes. No. You need to speak with your lawyer mm -hmm. and you need to amend it. Okay. You guys, mm -hmm. you IT guys, can recognize Mars. You will say that I'm working in Mars. You're working in Moon. Okay? We only see the butt. Uh, if your butt is sitting in Florida, you can, you have to have an amendment for that, okay? Okay, uh, thank you. Okay. I, I'll ask my employer to file the amendment. Yeah, thank you. Thank amendment. you, thank yeah. you so much. Akbar? 
Hey Rahul, uh, so I have a question. Basically, uh, like 10 years ago, like 2010, 2011, when I was doing masters, I had uh, three publications, like two of them are papers and one of them is like, you know, a chapter in a book. And uh, if I look on scholars.google.com, like, and I can see that like one of the papers has 48 citations and the other paper has like around 15 citations and then... Um, Agwar what? Sorry? Agwar what? What's Akbar, the last name? Um, you just type it like Akbar space yeah. oh, S. A-K? AK. AK, let me write it here. You can just Google that. No, again, AK. Yeah, I'm typing here. No, so that you can just me. get all the three together. This is the right. I get it. Maybe you give yeah, it to me. Okay. okay. If you do okay. that, if you search that on scholars.google.com, the first three publications mm -hmm. are mine. And the M. Yasin is like basically my professor back then okay go ahead so yeah so i have two publications one with 48 citations and the other with 15 citations and then a chapter in a book um so those publications and apart from that like you know whatever i did research back then like it's mostly machine learning and ai related with some android and mobile and assistive technologies for blind or visually impaired so that's what it is and uh Basically, I was also in cover page for two magazines, like university magazines. In two magazines, I was on the cover story. Uh, one is on cover page and the other is the main story. Um, so my question is basically with all these things, can I try for EB1? No. See the design, development, and performance evaluation, reconfiguring mobile Android and yours. Yes, sir. So the first three you see uh, with these searches. Yeah. That's forty-eight citations. The next one, cognitive mm -hmm. load, is also mine. And the second 15, fifty fifteen 15. citations. Yes. That's the first it? paper is I'm the primary author. Any one. any other th any other things? The third one, a chapter in a book. You see the same, the third. Infusion detective system methodology. No, no, no. Did you search this whole thing? I like. Okay, no. If that's the only two or three things you're looking at, EB1, I'm not willing to take your case even if you're paying money. Okay. And then you can have an evaluation done by a lawyer. But if that's the only thing that you're citing it, or three, four things, mm -hmm. even if you pay the money, I'm not going to take your case. Okay. Cool. But in such though, the IT guys are not that good in compared to molecular biology, physics, and the, uh, other things. They're not. You guys need to be highlighted more, but you may have a worth to do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But in okay. such, if this is the only thing that I'm looking at, I'm not going to take your case. Mm -hmm. Next person, please. Avi? Uh, Rahul, uh, thanks for taking my call. I have a little urgent scenario. My friend went to Mexico for H1B stamping uh, based off of his previous employer's 140. Um, whoa, but, whoa, uh, wait, wait. He he's not going to go based on the I-140. I mean, he has H1. His H1 is based off of 
his previous employer's 140. I think he's into his eighth year H-1B. Mm-hmm. So he got his H-1 approved, uh, but he got 221G at the Mexican consulate saying mm-hmm. that uh, that officer didn't know that uh, 140 can be with any employer and it doesn't have to be with his current employer. So, Damn. yeah, looks like a couple other people also got the same thing, but it, with automatic revalidation seems to be working, even though they have 221G issue. That doesn't work. Automatic revalidation once you apply doesn't work. Looks like two people already left uh, uh, Mexico to USA yesterday evening. The same scenario, they got 221G, but there was some emergency in USA, so they had to use AVR. Uh, of an ARV. So uh, my friend is concerned whether he has to use the same thing or will he be having problems with green card in the future? Does he need to back? They, they should not use AVR. They should not. Even though Mexican, uh, Mexico allows them to leave Mexico, right? Mexico. US is allowing it. It's not Mexico that counts. Okay. The automatic revalidation is very clear. You should not apply for the visa. That's right, Rahul. Yeah, I understood that part. But some people... Just because some people do drug dealing, they don't get caught, doesn't mean that it's legal. I completely completely get you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Even if CBP allows, we are not supposed to do it. So we are not doing it. That's the bottom line, right? Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Uncle. That was my question. Thanks for taking the call. John? Hi, um, Thomas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rahul, uh, good evening. My name is Thomas. Um, thanks very much for the chance to speak to you. Quick question. Two things, actually. One is, are you considering filing a lawsuit for the delay of the EADs? Uh, because there's a large number of people, including myself, that um, are waiting for the EAD. Um, that's not me. There's a guy called Stephen Brown. You need to contact him. He just does not want me to speak anything different because if I tell something, then he tells a different story and then people will get confused. It's going to be Stephen Brown in our office. So uh, my question would be that can we all join together, 100,000 of us all join in that uh, lawsuit, the class action? You speak with Stephen Brown. Stephen Brown. Okay, that's number one. Number two, uh, I'm a TN, um, I'm here on a TD. My wife works as a nurse and uh, my elder daughter is a US citizen. She's at the University of Chicago. How old is she? 22. And she's a U.S. citizen? Born here. Yeah, we were here 20 years ago. I, then, then I left and went to Canada. And, and you're on a TN visa? You're on TN I'm visa? On a, my wife is on a TN. I'm on a TD work permit. A TD visa now. Wait TD. a minute. Wait a minute. Why are you in this conference call? She can file a green card for you. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. I needed to speak to you because there's a small situation where I might need your help. And that is because my wife, see, I've applied for the 130 for me and just myself. Why? Because I have a young child. She's eight years old and she's on my wife's TD just like I am. But I did, if, I, if we apply for myself and my wife, 
my young eight-year-old daughter will become out of status. So what I wanted to ask you is, would you be willing to file for, once I get my green card, uh, would you be willing to file for my daughter or is there any other way we can help her stay legal because I don't want her to go out of the country? Absolutely not an eight-year-old girl. So there's an exemption. I, I beg your pardon? No, of course, we don't want your eight-year-old girl to go anywhere else other so, than so, with you and so, your wife. Uh, at so the would, most you, uh, would you file uh, Would you file after I get my uh, green card for myself? Because she's on a TD, a TN right now, my wife. Of course, yeah. So well, if you were to file it, like, what would you like, the fees and all that, like, uh, what's roughly... Hi, um, so, so what's the, how, how will you keep my daughter on status when I file for my green card? Because she's a Canadian citizen. Who said I'm going to keep your eight-year-old daughter on status? No, like I'm just asking, like what, are the, like what is the best way to keep her on status here? Why do we have to keep her on status? How will, we, how will she stay here otherwise? So what? Somebody violates it. How many, how many new resolutions you violated? How many new resolutions your husband violated? So the question, one thing is that, is not whether I will keep your daughter in legal status. The question is that, can I get your daughter the green card? Yes, okay. Either way, yes. Can she, yes, she has, I know. It's she not either way. For a while, uh -huh. wait, wait, wait. For a while, she can violate the status. The question is that if somebody violated the status, does it count to be unlawful status? Mm -hmm. Not for the people who is uh, your daughter's age. I'm confused between 16 and 18. I don't want to go in that. But your husband told me that she's way below the age. Yeah, she's seven, not eight. She's seven years. Yeah, old. yeah. She's not eighteen and uh, sixteen or eighteen. I don't no, want to no. go into the details. Seven, seven mm -hmm. years. Yeah. And the other one is twenty-two. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. No, other one is a U.S. citizen. She doesn't yeah. need me. Yeah. So absolutely, you can get it. You can file for a green card for your daughter, the younger daughter. So how will she apply for the green card when we don't have the green card yet? You will have green card in two years. Uh-huh. Then you will file for the green card. And the question is that she is not in legal status. She's not. She doesn't have to be. But then she cannot leave the country, right? That is correct. That is correct. She cannot leave the country. Until she gets the entire green card, she cannot leave the country. Uh -huh. We have a principle what we call in Telugu. Avvagavala buagala. Mom or food. You have to pick. If she has to leave, this seven-year-old girl has to keep leaving the country and coming back, it's not going to happen. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, is but there is no other way to keep her on legal status. Like somebody was suggesting that, you know. She why, can get are you, why are you trying to get this seven-year-old girl legal status? You want green? You want green card? You want legal status? Okay, so um, so so I can go ahead and apply for the green card just like him at any time now. So, so should I wait to, for up to apply for the green card till he gets his green card, or should I go ahead and apply now? Who he? Who he? My husband. 
Well, it's your daughter. It's not your husband and you're going to get the green card on the same day. I've already applied for mine. He already applied for mine. I am the one who is waiting to apply. Oh, it doesn't matter whether he can apply for his daughter. Once he gets the green card. Okay. I don't know so, why you did not apply. I'm, I was scared because I was thinking that she'll go out of status. That's why I didn't apply. Let her be out of status. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. We are worried about, you know, immigration running and coming and looking for us and, you know, deporting. You know, we are just scared about that, uh, to be quite honest with you. You know, what I mean? really? we never you know the chances for a seven-year-old daughter to be caught by the immigration, there are more. I see that you're, you're in a car. You have more yeah. chances dying in a car this day than the immigration coming and catching your daughter. Mm-hmm. And how long will it take in the present situation for me to get a work permit if I apply it like this week? Eight months. But I'm okay. more counting on your husband getting a green card filing for your daughter. Though. So, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Reddy, Mr. Reddy, what we did is we, we I applied for my um, green, card green card about, about uh, September, 16th, September 16th and fingerprints are done. Uh, and then, of course, I've been watching you and I saw we, we talked, you know, you talked once about a lawsuit and I'm very interested in joining your, um, talk to Simon or whoever the gentleman is. And I want to join and sign on, sign on, on that class lawsuit action because um, like you said in the video, you don't need anything. Any your daughter is a US citizen. You're like doing all these things unnecessarily. Okay. So, so, but you, but you will file for my daughter. I'm asking younger one. You can file for her. Of course. And uh, so, who do I train you to talk to for that? And how much would be the approximate fees for that? Uh, no, we don't discuss. Next, email it to me. Okay. okay. So Thank that, you. Next, okay, recipe. Okay. That, Malini? Uh, hello, Rahul. This is Malini. I have... Hello? Yes, Malini. Sorry. I have spoke to you a long time ago. Um, yeah, it, it's... I have, I don't know whether you remember. It was my husband was not well and we were trying to check... I you. remember. I remember you. Yes. And uh, I am still on a H... Uh, he is... I mean, we need a long-term care. He is on H1. The employer is supporting us so far with the premium and he's H1 until I get through my job in H4EID. The one quick question is since, since he needs a long-term care, the facility- In public. Uh-huh. Sorry, the fa- facility were asking whether we can go about that uh, Medicare. So they initiated, but I didn't do it. Like the Medicare social security benefits, which he has that 40 points. Um, to apply for the social security disability insurance. And um, the attorney who has done the insurance side has um, confirmed that it is the social security benefit. And through them, one immigration attorney told about that. No, no, wait, wait, wait. The disability benefit is only for US citizens. Uh, but um, yeah, social security disability insurance is since. Is only, only for, only for. Uh, U.S. citizens. Disability uh, is only for U.S. citizens. Um, I just want to confirm with you because the insurance attorney who did that, he said he gets that title to under that social security, like only based on the disability. It's not with the um, insurance or something. But one question is, 
No, the disability social security is only for U.S. citizens. Do I need to? Sorry. No, I'm so sorry. Like, do I need to check verify because um, um, since he is there, uh, it's a Medicare. I, it's not the Medicaid. The Medicaid only they are saying it is for the green card or the citizenship, and I know. Um, he wants to know the insurance attorney who does this Medicare stuff. He checked his social security, the SSA. Where he is, he is he charging you the money? No, nonprofit organization attorney. Yeah, I used to work for those organizations before. Um, I have been holding on this only reason. Uh, it might get to know the employer or, or like since he is on the H1. Um, they are telling like since it's a title two under social security. He may not be eligible for the Medicaid, but this is just a disability insurance. And disability, they are not eligible. I, I used to work as a lawyer for them. Okay. I have, uh, you know, taken children, like sometimes I have to hold those like six months old babies, the mother and dad, they're drug addicts and I used to hold them and take them. I remember them. So, Okay, so you say the eligibility might not be there even if we uh, apply. It's just, not there. It's not there. Just sorry for asking this cross question. Just in case if we are supposed to check, but being on H1, being on H1, applying this, is it okay or is it going to um, contradict? You can apply, but in the, in the questionnaire, if mm -hmm. they have it, mm -hmm. it will ask you the question whether you are what you are. And if you answer the wrong question, then they will say that you misrepresent. Like whether you are a citizen or no, is that the one you say? Yeah. Okay. And what question you answer? Because I knew that I used to represent those people. The, the you know, I used to have a people, they just would throw the babies at us. And I used to carry those babies. And it's very surprising. We used to call those grandmothers I used to volunteer for them. Anyway, I don't want to go into those sensitive things. My mind got boggled in them, but I'm no, just telling you that. Sure. No, if this would, the facility would have told me, I would have understood, but the people, the part. Yeah, the but I, I, I was a lawyer who was a representative. Okay. okay. I'll take okay, the one, next call. One thing, is, sir, sorry, sir, sorry, sir. Just in case we are having the current date, like the priority date is September 12th. But then his employer told, I mean, for the past two, three months, he is not paying uh, paychecks. And he said, based on this reason, we can do the compelling circumstances EAD. Is that possible with his current status oh, now? By the way, he's in AOS? Uh, I-140 approved. No, but we haven't done the 485. He, no, he's sorry. not in AOS, right? Uh, filed for the 485, you mean, right? I just went, we haven't yeah. done no, the yeah. employers, I requested the employer at this moment, he cannot sign the papers. So he said like, this is the reason you, I mean, this is the only route you can take compelling circumstances. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you can try that one. That's all I can tell you. I'll take the last call, guys. Thank you. Inal Modi. Yeah, hi Rahul. First of all, I would like to thank you for the suggestion which you gave me to come on H4, uh, H1 visa from H4. So I got that. 
and my question is like my parents are staying with me currently and uh, they have already applied for extension and in february they'll be completing their one year stay in us on visitor visa so can they further extend because of omicron virus they can but in future their thing will be destroyed if they are going to be on one year and they're going to keep doing that they're going to destroy their future though coming back again okay so uh, in so in uh, in 2018 they came on uh, tourist visa again and went in 2019 they stayed for 8 months in us but they applied for change of status by visiting bahamas but while entering this time in february 2021 the customs caught them because that was not the right way so i hope this won't cause any problem while entering next time in us yeah but i want them to exit next time when coming you know they should stay long time in india before they come in i know your situation i know me uh, you may know okay yes i know you're from atlanta i know the whole situation but next time when they come in they should not come in in the next one year okay so we as a family we know how we are we think that okay the parents will stay together but in general if the mom is coming to stay with the daughter in usa they stay in a hotel we know the things right they don't understand why they are coming there so the more longer they come in and i know your situation i know your whole family situation may not okay yeah. you may not think that way but i know you so it will be very hard if they keep coming longer time it's not good for you it's not good for their visa okay okay yeah thank you rahul and can we thank go you. for obama care like i went for two months is it okay yeah obama care is it you know online thing and all those things you have the h1b option is right you i know? do now but when i was on spouse visa i went for obama care for like two months because i didn't have job at that no, time no but you you have the h1b option is right yes you should go and you should not think like the way the indian people think think about my business partner three weeks after she is pregnant i mean delivered she came to work you have to think that way okay okay thank you rahul a lot of people i mean you know i've been brought up by a single mom okay so i know what your pain is yeah thank you guys i'll go to the next uh, i have an appointment thank the you. next uh, conference will be monday 3:30 thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review For more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com have an awesome day